0: These are the Casey Tapes. You, man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Casey, the longest-running rock station in the country. Casey Tapes time. New episode. I'm John Euler with the mighty Favaz. Hello, and- John.
1: Yes, sir. Hey, this is episode 96. We're approaching that century mark. Yeah. Yes. And we feature John Anderson uh, of Yes, who um, I just recorded on, what's the date on that? July 29th I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just did this interview last week. He was calling to promote his new solo record which took him about 30 years to do Yeah. Uh, Then we talk about that and it came out uh, on Friday, July 31st at Amazon and Apple and and all that good stuff. So that's what we were promoting but we talked about other stuff too and um, you know, you've interviewed the guy he's a a fun, jovial character
0: Yes, he really is. You know, I always thought was very serious and kind of mysterious and mystic back in the day mm-hmm. and then you really find out as time goes on uh, these people are they're just human beings and uh, in the case of john anderson he's uh
1: not any of those things i thought he was yeah. he's just a happy-go-lucky friendly dude he is and the one thing that i i i didn't ask per se about a yes reunion but but, you know, with all the COVID thing and the quarantining and, and all that stuff, you know, pe- bands have been doing those those songs where one is in one, you know, the Zoom songs where yeah. they, they they piece together and one is in one box and one is another. And I asked John if Yes could do that. Mm. You know, why don't you do that? Do Owner yeah, of a yeah, Lonely yeah, Heart. You'd yeah. probably break the internet. You know, yeah. people want to do it. And he has a good answer for it. So yeah. it's all yeah. coming
0: and up. And the reason I thought he, he was that serious guy is because their music was so serious back right. in the day. Yes, right, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. heavy, very progressive, serious music. All right, here we go. Uh, the interview with Favaz and John Anderson of Yes. No, it's
1: Favaz at Keishi in St. Louis.
2: Oh, sorry, I'm reading it wrong. Guy.
1: How yeah, you doing, Guy? I'm good, John. Good to have you. So uh, he, let's... Didn't, he didn't freak out on your name, Favaz? Uh, no, he didn't freak out on my name, but he says it wrong later. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure he does. So We'll start right now. Hey, it's Favaz. With me on the phone is the legendary voice of Yes and... Um, you know, just a really good guy because I've heard that about you, John Anderson. Hi, John.
2: Hi, Faz. How's it going? Hey, Faz. You know, hey, we, Faz. Uh, Faz oh, see, I call
1: you Faz too, though. You, you do, but it's one thing when you do. <laughs> uh, we did an interview. We have a podcast, my partner and I, here at Casey, what? called the Keshe Tapes, and we take our old interviews and we play them back and we pause them and stuff like that. We did one that he recorded with you a few years ago, and
2: it Incredi-
0: was incredible.
1: It was cool. What do he say, incredible? Yeah, he started to say incredible.
0: <laughs> huh, incredible. Incredible. Who <laughs> came up with such an amazing idea?
2: Wait a minute. Well, I love St. Louis, that's for sure.
1: Well, that's good. So the reason that John is calling is because this Friday his uh, new record will be out called 1,000 Hands. It will be available on Amazon and iTunes and all that good stuff. So, John, tell us your thoughts on the record in general. What What is it like?
2: Well, it's a wonderful, wonderful, crazy, wonderful record. It took 30 years to make.
0: Almost sounds like he's singing. Wonderful
2: wonderful wonderful,
1: wonderful, 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 message. He, I think we had three wonderfuls in there. <laughs> so surprisingly.
2: I did the, the first session was. him. It, it also
0: sounds like he's yelling. <laughs> yes, he
1: does.
2: <laughs> big Bear near Los Angeles up in the mountains mm-hmm. with a friend of mine, Brian Chaplin, And he wrote some music, and I wrote songs with him, and we sort of... Got very stoned up there, that's for sure. <laughs> Whoa,
0: there's an admission. Mm-hmm. Got very stoned.
2: <laughs> and and, uh, and then, you know, things happened in life. We, I think did, we, did, we did about eight eight tracks and eight songs, and uh, he went on tour with B.B. King as a keyboard player, and I went on tour with a guitar, a Japanese composer, and then went on tour with Yes. And life was over, and uh, we didn't reconnect again until about, Two years ago, I know it sounds crazy, but I think Brian ran out of money to finish the album. So, <laughs> but Brian used to be in my first band, The Warriors. He joined The Warriors when he was sixteen. Brian,
0: what's the guy's last name? Brian. I I don't remember.
2: Yeah. and we co-wrote the songs, and uh, he's a crazy, crazy, wonderful guy. And uh, so this guy. Uh, Michael Franklin, producer, mm-hmm. Brian Chatten, he knew about the songs. He said he called me up two years ago and said, "Have you still got the tapes from the Big Bear sessions?" And I said, "Yeah, they're in the garage."
0: <laughs> in the garage? And they're in
1: the garage.
0: Hopefully, they're uh, uh, you know in, in
1: in an environment that's not going to destroy them. He talks about oh, what they does. had to do oh. to get the tapes back in shape. Oh, okay.
2: Watch. Nice. And they're falling apart. And he said, "Well, send them to me. I'll." What I'll do, I'll put them in an oven. I'll put
1: them in my garage. No, did you hear what he said? No. I'll put them in my oven. Oh. The guy said, I'll put them in my oven. Go ahead.
2: Very strange, but 24 tracks is very, very delicate. Right. You put them in an oven, you bake them. You can only play them once on a 24-track machine and go straight to computer. Do you add gravy? (laughs) So within a couple of days, he did that and mixed them sent them to me, and they sounded really, really good. Wow. That was two so, years ago.
1: So so you could say that you got baked twice on making this record, correct?
2: Baked. Damn Done right. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: baked twice? I don't get it. Come on, John. Baked I, Oh okay, baked. <laughs> I'm baked. I'm <laughs> baked. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't get jokes anymore I don't know why You don't get drug humor jokes No, especially John. those, I never did he, get those John
1: Anderson did <laughs> yeah. I it was Very funny. good, now, hey, very good. I, I would say also Because this record took about 30 years You hear of people saying Oh, this record only took a few weeks This one took a couple of years I think you hold the record for the longest time That it would take a record to be
2: produced 30 years I think, oh, that's good. I, think I, I need a price. <laughs> 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 a bottle of champagne from my wife for putting out with me, and a bottle of wine for me would do fine. But to be honest, it made me realize, when I listened back to the tracks, it made me realize that if it's good, and it's done with love and uh, a good attitude, music lasts forever. So,
0: it does. Uh, so so this is him 30 years ago. His how he sounded 30 years ago.
1: Yes. Yeah, a, a lot of it. I, yeah. I think <clears throat> I think some of it he just uh did within the last couple of years or something like that. But oh, some of
2: it so, yeah, yeah. is yeah. that old. Yeah. Michael Franklin bless him cuz he started putting people on the record within a week. He got Ian Anderson to play on Activate Me. He got Billy Cobham to play drums on Come Up. Then he got Chick Corea to play on that track, and I knew... Oh, Chick Corea. I remember
0: we used yeah. to play Chick Corea here. Casey. Really? Yeah, Chick Corea. Oh, what was the name of the group he was in? on it. I'll think about it as we go along here.
2: Jean-Luc with It was a
0: weather report, I don't think. I don't know.
2: Years ago, Van to play on it, and then he got Tower of Power to play on um, Makes Me Happy. And within about two months, he, did- he actually got so many people on the album, and that's when... I said, what are we going to call the album? And he said, well, why don't we call it 1,000 Hands? Because it's a lot of people that have played on the record, you know. I said, yeah, you're right.
1: Perfect. And also Rick Derringer is on here, from what I hear. Jonathan Kane of Journey. Um, yeah. Ah, that's just really cool. Once again, it's called 1,000 Hands, and um, you can uh, get it at Amazon and iTunes on July 31st. So one of the names that I was surprised to see on here, John... Was Steve Howe. Is he on the record, really?
2: Yeah, he became the last person to be asked to play play on the record. We actually did a a song called Now, Up in the Mountains. Yeah. And it just, it it was like three verses, and I didn't really think it was that strong. So I said, why don't we start the album with the first verse, put the second verse in the middle with some orchestra, and then stick the last verse on the end of the album and do some orchestra, uh, which we did, and we called it Now and Again, the last track. And I turned to Michael Franklin, the producer, and said, you know, I'm going to ask Steve how to play on this, because that would make it perfect, you know? Right. And he did, He played on the, the song, and I actually heard it here in my studio that I'm in now, and I just thought, i got to sing with Steve. I haven't sang with him for 40 years. Yeah. So.
1: Wow, that's amazing. How about that? Yeah. That's kind of neat how it came up. Well, it was Chick Corea's
0: Return to Forever. We, uh. we played that here in St. Louis. Um, uh, what's his name was on the bass guitar. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. The Stanley Clark. Oh. Stanley Clark, school oh, he, days. He he was in, days. He was yeah. in Return to Forever with Chick Corea. Wow. Uh.
2: Why
1: not? So so uh, when, when did this take place with Steve Howe? How many years ago?
2: No, it it was, uh, well, actually, it was last Christmas 2018. It was around that time we finished the album. Wow. And uh, basically, we thought the album would come out last year, this time, next summer. So I had a band from Orlando, and I went on tour around America twice, uh, and it was a really, really great time. And we're going to tour next spring, fingers crossed.
1: Right, fingers Um, crossed, yes.
2: By then, people will know the album, and uh, people will have a great time.
0: So he's going to tour with this for this record right here to play this music right here
1: yes and you know he'll play some yes too i mean he has to yeah there's no way he could could get out of any building without playing any yes. you know so let me ask you so you and steve howe uh, i was going to say earlier this week steve howe did an interview saw an expert or excerpt i can't remember where it was but he said i wouldn't hold your breath for a yes reunion and I wasn't really that surprised to hear it. But, you know, the fact that I was going to talk to you today made me yeah. want to ask you about a yes reunion and what Steve Howe had to say. And, and, you know, he's on your record and everything. Does everybody get along? Is, is he right? Don't
2: hold your breath? Yeah, you know, don't hold your breath. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow.
2: Okay, fine. No, I'll tell you the truth is that, you know, we're, we're brothers, you know, me and Chris and Bill Burford and, you know, Tony Kay and Rick Wake. We're all musical brothers. Right. And sometimes you don't agree with each other. Right. And sometimes you got to gripe against somebody, you know, and that's life, you know. And uh, over the years, I just accept that, you know, Steve is the sweetest guy in the world, mm-hmm. but then he's a curmudgeon. He's a bit of a curmudgeon now and again. <laughs> and, yeah. That's, that's the way uh, nobody's perfect. So right, right. I, I got in touch with him to play on the record, and then I sang with him uh, on the record for the first time in 40 years. And uh, he said in that interview, he said, I don't know why John sang over my guitar playing.
1: <laughs> he <laughs> <Really>? said what? <laughs> he said that? <laughs> he said what? Play it again. John, go back a little bit. I don't know why John is singing over my guitar playing?
2: He said, in that interview, he said, I don't know why John sang over my guitar playing. (laughs) Sang? Really? Uh, He said that? (laughs) Sort of. You know, you kind of think, Come on,
1: Steve, grow up. Right, right. Crumudgeon, I think, is a good word uh, for it. Yep. So, you know, I have to say, um, we're talking to John Anderson, of yes, in uh, and John Anderson Solo. John, I, I saw you with ARW of, uh, just a few years ago at the Fox Theater here in St. Louis, and that's when you went out with uh, Trevor Rabin and Rick Wakeman, and you, you still sound incredible trevor on guitar sounded great rick wakeman i had never seen yes back in the day and he's got a new song out uh yeah i think came out today i mean arw that was
2: that was a cool thing that was a great band you know and like everything you know you get together with with musicians because you want to make some new music so i wrote some songs with trevor i wrote some songs with uh with rick and then we were. I remember it very vividly. We were in Japan mm-hmm. drinking sake, and sake uh, drinking sake.
1: Boy, <laughs> oh, he does a lot. Uh, of, yeah, he. Lot we've of... had a uh, smoke a, a doobie reference, and he was drinking <laughs> sake. I love it.
2: I said, okay, so we'll get together in LA next March, and oh yeah, 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 no problem. Get together. We'll get together, make some recordings. And I think Rick forgot, so, <laughs> <laughs> Rick forgot and went on tour. So,
1: Rick forgot and went on tour.
2: Never got rid of making an album. And then, um, of course, Trevor was doing another film score. So I thought. Of course,
0: that's all he all right, does, that's man. What he he's, does. He's raking in the cash doing yep. that. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, I've got the most wonderful album in my studio now. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll re-record everything, because it's
2: really good. So that's
1: what I'm going to do next year. So he's got so, it. Uh, oh. He's got an ARW record. Yeah, I'll be darned. <laughs> Might I, do it I, himself. Yeah. I have to tell you, though, John, I mean, to, for you to get back with Steve and Alan White and, you know, even Trevor back in the band and Rick Wakeman, <laughs> it, it would be a great thing. Why don't you do what a lot of people have been doing during this COVID uh, thing? And do it remotely. Have you in one camera, you know, Trevor in one, Steve in one, and just do an old yes tune. For...
2: Can you organize Can you organize this, please? <laughs> <laughs> so you need
1: somebody to organize the damn thing, and it, it could happen.
2: You never know. I had this dream a couple of weeks ago, and I was uh, backstage with a lot of musicians. Uh, Steve Howe was there with his band, and Rick and Trevor were there, and I had a guitar, and I was going on first to sing a couple of Yes songs, and then Steve's band would play, and then we'd come on, and we'd do all together, we'd all get together, 12 yeah. of us, or 14 of us, and we would do uh, Starship Trooper, Yours Notice Grace, um, Close to the Edge, and Awaken.
1: Wow. Yeah. That would be cool to see. Yeah, well, dreams sometimes come true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, one other thing. Yeah. So we had don't hold your breath.
0: Dreams sometimes come true. What I think he's talking about there is something that Carl Palmer was also involved in. It was it was Carl Palmer and his experience thing, mm-hmm. and they were doing some uh, uh, ELP music. And yes, was also involved in that same tour with uh, uh, John Anderson. Uh, yeah, that that was supposed to eventually come here,
1: but ah. COVID nineteen killed it. Uh, but he was talking about he he dreamt that. That's what he was saying. Dreams do come true. Oh, That's Carl. what he was saying. He actually was, he d- had a dream. Oh. That's what he said at the beginning of oh, this. Oh, okay. You're not paying
0: attention. <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, yeah, you're right about that. I wasn't paying attention on that particular <laughs> point, but it just fired off something I just heard. Yeah. just heard Carl Palmer talking about, and, and he referenced how Yes was there, and John Anderson, and Steve
1: Howe, and everybody. Speaking so. of Carl Palmer. Oh palmer on the casey tapes podcast oh, it was yeah. an interview that uh, my partner uman did a few years ago and he said that emerson lake and palmer gave yes their break in america that they brought yes with them and yes open for elp back in the day so the first time that yes played in america was uh opening for elp is that
2: accurate no <laughs> <laughs> So the first time we came to America, we actually toured with Jethro Tull. Oh. And Ian, Anderson, Ian Anderson's on the album, One Thousand Half. So the first tour we did, Jethro Tull, and it was so incredible to go in the stadium with 10,000 people, never seen that before ever, uh, and I was standing there frozen in fear <laughs> as I sang. I think we were doing uh, the Yes album, ah. and Frychild hasn't come out so I, I think the the idea was there was a great energy from the audiences. We had a good time, and we went down very well. But we did actually play with ELP in Philadelphia and another gig somewhere in uh, New York. We, uh, mm. the, I remember it very, very, very vividly that we played there with them at the end of the tour. So the big break came when we got... Obviously, with the Jet tour initially, and uh, just loved touring America with all the all these uh, places called the Holiday Inn. They always they all <laughs> swim swimming pools. It's kind of amazing. <laughs>
1: Holiday Inns with swimming pools. Yeah. Yes, he loved it. So you're you're not saying Carl Palmer is a liar, but he was just mistaken. It was just misspoken. <laughs> <laughs> all right, John Anderson, uh, it was good talking to you. Your 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 album Thousand Hands," Amazon, iTunes, and all that good stuff on Friday. And uh, we want to thank you for number one, all of these years of 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 singing. Not only you know with yourself, you know your solo stuff. I think easier said than done. John is one of my favorite songs. You remember that song?
2: Thank you very much. Thank you, Buzz. I love that. Thank you, Fuzz. Hey, you
1: remember? I mean, that 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 is a KC Christmas song. We used to play that at Christmas time. Easier said than done, and I just love your voice on that, and I love your voice on all the yes stuff, and uh, just want to thank you for everything.
2: Appreciate that, Buzz. Very very much.
1: Buzz, Buzz. Turn to Buzz. That mm-hmm.
2: Christmas album does well. People love it. All
1: right, John Anderson. Take care. Thanks. Take
2: care, Buzz. Hey, yep. <laughs> <Turn> it
1: <their buzz.
0: laughs> hey, was a good interview, man. Thank you. Funny. Thank funny you. stuff. Yeah, he he's, is funny. I love that guy. Yep. I love that guy. He's in his what, seventies, seventy three, seventy. Oh, he's gotta be like
1: that. Yeah, he he sounds like um he's been kicked in the groin too many times. <laughs> it, it just does. He's got a very high pitched voice, singing wise, but but you know, also um, you know, t- you know, the the spoken word he sounds like it too. So yeah. Anyway.
0: Well, I'm glad we got a chance. You got a chance too. I was I was on vacation. Unfortunately, and I missed it. That's right. I, uh, I love uh, having conversation with him. He's 75 years old. 75. Yeah. Wow. All right. There you go. That's episode 96 of the KC Tapes. John Anderson of Yes. You can follow me on Twitter at stluman and on Instagram. I'm Johnny Hewlett. I'm Favaz. See ya. Bye. AMF. The KC Tapes with You Man and Favaz. For more on the history of KC, go to KC95.com or the KC Mobile app.